ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girl. I have the best, most fun, juiciest guest for you today. You're seriously gonna die. Okay. Now, before you start thinking, like, did she get Oprah or something like that? Dare I say, even better. Because here we are, it's June, we're in the middle of Pride Month, and I really take seriously wanting to support my LGBTQ sisters. I myself identify in the LGBTQ family, and it's important that we educate, that we inform, that we are open, that we are loving. And here I was looking for the perfect guest when she was right in front of my eyes the whole time. Because my COO was assistant, newly promoted COO, Rachel Shore. She is my right hand. She is like everything, Purpose Girl. She is a proud, proud, proud queer woman. And so my guest today is our very own Rachel. And what is so fun about this is we're just going to have a total conversation, like two girlfriends, two soul sisters. We each consider each other sisters, just dishing about all things in life. I have no idea what's going to come out. We're going to get raw for both of us about our own discovery in our sexual identity and who we are. We're going to get very real about what we encounter, what we have encountered. We're going to get fun and juicy about what's going on in Purpose Girl land and what it's like to live here and work here in Purpose Girl because we do have spots open that we'll talk a little bit about too. We're just going to talk everything, 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 everything. And so I am so excited, so honored like so beyond, I cannot believe it's taken this long to get her on the Purpose Girl podcast. What were we waiting for to introduce you to our very own Rachel? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This feels like the perfect episode. I'm so thrilled. Thank you so much. It is the perfect episode. And like Rachel's always behind the scenes with the podcast, right? Like posting it all over the place. She edits some of the episodes, doing the artwork or show notes or whatever it might be. And so I love, it's like, of course you need to be on this side of the microphone. Let me tell you a little bit about Rachel. She identifies as she, her. She currently resides in Portland, Oregon, where she manages the daily operations of her almond team and works alongside her client partners, one of which is me and Purpose Girl. She graduated from George Washington University's Elliott School for International Affairs with her BA in International Affairs and a concentration in conflict resolution. Thank the frickin' Lord, because I need that in my life. <laughs> I'm not easy. I'm not easy. Let's just be honest. Someone with my personality is not easy, and she handles me like a charm. And she has a minor in Spanish. How sexy and hot is that? She is certified in applied positive psychology. Hell yeah, she is. She's a certified yoga instructor and has spent many years working as a stage manager and operational manager 
where she honed her organizational management skills. Outside of business, she can be found cooking. So good. Cannot wait for you to make me a meal. Reading, hosting queer dinner parties in her apartment, painting. The girlfriend, like, you should see her painting is so good, whether it's just, like, her wall in an apartment that I could seriously never do or painting otherwise. And, of course, enthusing about RuPaul's Drag Race. Rachel, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I think we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. We are. I think it's like truly right around the date that we're recording this because you left for maternity leave like four seconds after hiring me. <laughs> I, literally, literally four seconds. And Shay's birthday is in two weeks. So we should look back. What if this is oh my gosh. our anniversary? Oh my gosh, that would be Hold so on. amazing. I'll look it up. She's going to look it up. So Rachel is such a superstar because I was going on maternity leave and I thought I had done my due diligence of hiring an assistant who worked with me for like, I don't know, three weeks or four weeks. And then she decided to get a full-time job or a full-time job just came to her. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going away. I I need somebody, right? Because me going on maternity leave, Josh, my other right hand here, my left hand, maybe he was going on paternity leave. Obviously we're married, have the same baby. So I needed somebody and in in comes Rachel. And knew nothing about Purpose Girl, knew nothing about me. And the very first thing she had to manage and deal with was Shay's birth crisis. And the poor thing is like sending me message after message in the hospital. And like, do you want me to just tell people what's going on? They're asking questions. And it was like your first day on the job. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it was the 16th and today is the 19th. So we missed it. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. (laughs) Wow. And in that time, you have gone from being my assistant to now being my COO, which y'all don't even know, but I've been on this journey to step into being CEO, like rather than just thinking, oh, I'm a coach, I'm a solopreneur, I have my own like little business over here. I'm like, no, if I fucking want to create something, my mission is for women to run the world. And so I need like a company for that. And that means me stepping into CEO in a whole different way, which my coach is working with me on. And that meant bringing someone in or elevating somebody who was going to run the whole business. And that is Rachel. So she just got her promotion. Go, Rach. It's an honor. It's an honor. Really, it is. All right. So there's so much we're going to talk about. But here we are in the middle of Pride Month. It was super important to me that my guest this month are representative in the LGBTQ community and that we are talking as openly and honestly and candidly as we can so that we create more love in the world. So Rachel, let's just like dive in. Can we talk about your own story of discovery about your truth and who you are? For sure. So I'll start by saying I identify as queer and I will get up on my soapbox shortly to explain why that feels like it suits me best. But say it, sister. Speak. <laughs> I want that soapbox. I love a woman on a yeah. soapbox. Um, so I identify as queer. I didn't realize that I was not straight until I was like a junior in college. So for mm. somebody who comes from a very welcoming and you know, accepting family. I have a sister who is, I think she would identify as gay. Um, She has only ever dated women. Um, 
So it was not as though like I was afraid or like there was any stigma that I had to worry about. I was really, really lucky in that sense. Um, Mom, I know you're listening to this episode and um, thanks for that. <laughs> Fun Love fact. Love you, Ellen. By the way, Rachel's mom is like it, one of my soul sisters and does all of my programs. So She's Ellen, we love you. You are the best. And truly, we know, Rach, that there are unfortunately way too many moms and dads and just parents in general who are not as supportive and not as open. Yeah. So I was really lucky to have parents where like it wasn't that I was afraid to share that part of me. I just never really considered it for myself. And I think a lot of that is a combination of a society that was not necessarily ready to welcome women in that way. You know, I think it's so much easier, or at least if you look at any kind of like the cultural representation of what it meant to be like, quote unquote, gay, before like, the last handful of years, it was always gay men. Hmm. Um, and there's no right. judgment with that, of course, you know, like I support all, all the whole spectrum of love and the people who love other people or choose to not love other people. But yeah, when we think of, we think of gay men, right? We immediately mm -hmm. maybe go to the fab five, queer eye for the straight mm -hmm. guy, right? So, you know, and all the uh, quote unquote, and I'm, I'm just going to like the yeah. quote unquote stereotype of the fabulous, you know, men who are, right. you know, designing all of the interior, you know, and I'm not saying that that's my belief, but that's kind of what society has always felt. Right. And like, right. in theory, that was also like most easily digestible, I imagine, mm. you know, and like a lot of those men were white men, like there's so many levels of mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. intersectionality of like why it was hard for women, especially women of color, especially our like, trans sisters, like that. Anyway, we can get into that later. But so it really just like never crossed my mind. I mean, like I was like the president of the gay straight Alliance in high school and like still never crossed my mind as something for me. And like, I look back on times in high school and being like, Oh, like that was definitely a crush that I had on that person. Like that wasn't just like, wow, I think she's so cool. <laughs> it wasn't just like, Oh, we're good friends. It was like, right. Oh, oh no, I oh, like her. You. Yeah. 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 And so think, interesting. So yeah, you were ahead. the president of the gay straight Alliance mm -hmm. and didn't proud even, ally proud <laughs> ally which, amen because you can be an ally and be in at the same time right i mean yeah. that's we want everybody to to be all the things so Absolutely. then you're a junior in college and what happens i become a junior in college and i don't even necessarily know what was different or like what opened my eyes to it but i started spending time with this one person who ended up becoming my first girlfriend. Her name is Cameron. I can't imagine that she'll ever listen to this, but Cameron, thanks for you. If you ever do hear this. Hi, Cameron. <laughs> we love she you. She was very sweet um, and was wonderful for me in so many ways. And mm. we spent a lot of time working together because we ended up working on a lot of the same shows in the extracurricular theater company that we worked with at GW. And so we just kind of by proximity saw each other all the time. And I felt those same like ad like admiration feelings that I had felt in the past and had never put like two and two together on before, except mm. this time they were kind of like reciprocated. And then I was like, oh, maybe this is flirting and not, mm. <laughs> maybe this is flirting and not actually just 
um, like two girls being like, oh, you're so cute. Oh no, you're so cute. And like, that's the other part of it. It's like, girls are so like excited to hype each other up. It's like, I can never we do that all day long. Right. I, already this morning, <laughs> Rachel and I have texted about who loves each other more. So literally like, right. That's what right. we do. That is what it's hard. It's really hard with each other. Yeah. yeah. Being in the face of having these feelings being reciprocated, I was like, I don't know what this means for me. Mm. Um, and so it really started to propel me down that path. And around that time, I had two really, really dear friends who were both women who identify as bisexual. Um, and I'm still very close friends with both of them. Um, and I talked to both of them and I was like, I don't understand what this means, but I feel like there's something here. Like, how do I explore this? Like, what do I do? And both of them were just like, just like take another step in that same direction and see what happens, you know, like go on a date with Cameron or like, you know, see, see what happens. And ultimately what ended up unfolding was like a really lovely two year relationship with Cameron Mm. in which I realized that it wasn't that I didn't necessarily not enjoy sex or that I didn't have like really strong sexual like feelings or romantic like feelings or have that kind of attraction like I was starting to feel like everyone else had these like passionate relationships with men that I just like never understood and thought that it was about me Mm. and then I I came to realize that it was just misdirected and that those Mm. feelings did exist and those those impulses were there um and I remember I came out to my mom on the phone in Whole Foods waiting for a sandwich. <laughs> I had called her perfect. and we were just having That's like perfection. a regular conversation. And I was like, oh, hey, by the way, I have a girlfriend now. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Which was she's wonderful. Like, yeah, totally. Thanks, Ellen. Um, love you, Ellen. Love you, Ellen. And then I had to go to rehearsal where I saw Cameron. Um, and it was just like the most not big deal thing ever. <sighs> which I'm, again, so grateful for. This is incredible. You know, yeah. how much younger are you than me? Are you 20 years younger than me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I could be your mom. We never discussed this. I think we look more like sisters than I, I think we your look mom, like but sisters. I could be your mom. Okay. You could. This is very different than my experience, right? Like, I don't, I can't even remember how much I've talked about this on the Purpose Girl podcast. It, this might really be the first time I'm talking about all of this, but in this particular way, I've said that I had a girlfriend in, in high school, but I would have been mortified if my parents had found out. Mm. When I was in high school, and I was just talking about this with someone who's my age, one of our Purpose Girl clients, we were just talking about this because her amazing work, Jenny Rochelle, she is all about feeling sexy and beautiful again after betrayal. And so we were talking about my betrayal, which did happen with, with my first girlfriend, my first and only girlfriend. But when I started having feelings for her, she and I were talking about how different the world was then because I was in high school. So I was 16, 17, this is 30 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago. And no one went to prom with someone of their same gender. Yeah. No one went as a group. So it wasn't even Mm -hmm. like, right? I'm guessing when you went to all the dances or whatever, people could go as groups. Like, I Mm -hmm. love that this is a a thing now. Or that you had a gay straight alliance. Like, what? 
that did not exist in my high school. Yeah. That was nowhere. And in fact, when I was in fifth grade or sixth grade, I think it was sixth, someone started a rumor about me that I was a lesbian as if it was like, Karen's a the murderer. Worst. <laughs> the worst. And, and what's funny is then I hadn't like, I hadn't thought about liking girls. Like, I don't even know where that came from. Yeah. But it was like, as if someone had said, you know, Karen's worn the same pair of underpants and she stinks for like a week or like she's a murderer or something. So that didn't exist when I was younger. And so I would have probably rather died than my parents or my siblings. Yeah finding out that I had a girlfriend or friends. In fact, I went to a, in the middle of when I was with her, I started going to a different high school and I told people I had a boyfriend named Lee when in fact mm. her name was Lisa. Mm. That's, and, and I, I will take my own responsibility that society was like that, yes, and I didn't have the ovaries that I have today to be like, yeah, fuck all of them, like this is who I am. I also then didn't know who I was, right? Like you're saying you didn't really know what it meant with Cameron. So, you know, my situation was I had this best friend, Lisa, and she one day stopped talking to me. Like all of a sudden out of the blue. And what do we think as girls when our best friend starts talking to us? Like, me. what did I do wrong? Right. <laughs> right? Like, oh my God, why are you mad at me? What did right. I do wrong? <laughs> Don't hear. Like two weeks, she like, ghost me not that that was a term then and then she shows up at the pizza restaurant i was working at buddy's pizza any of you who are from detroit yum and with a letter and she writes in the letter blah blah i love you i'm like i love you too exactly like you were saying like that we do back right. and forth with girls and she's like standing there as i'm reading this letter and she's like no no no. like i really love you and then it was probably like another six months of like exploration what does that mean? And I never really said, oh, well, this means, even though we started a relationship, a, an emotional and physical sexual relationship, I still wouldn't have said that I was gay. Certainly wouldn't have used the word queer because that wasn't a word that we used then, mm -hmm. at least in that context. I didn't have a label and I really didn't worry about it. I considered myself, well, I'm totally, I, you know what, Rach? I knew I was so straight, quote unquote, that I just figured one day she would get a sex change and become a man and then we could be together. There you go. <laughs> That's really what I used to think. Like, oh, well, for us to be together, she'll just become a man because she likes women and I like men and that'll be cool. So, right. great. So it was such a different experience. And when I was, when I did want to go to prom and homecoming and all the things, with boys and I was sexually in, like interested and attracted to boys. And so I broke up with her. You know this, I'm pretty sure that's when she started hitting me. Yeah. Right. So that was her way of keeping me in the relationship was to physically abuse me, to pinch me, to hit me. And so it was, I had like a really messed up year with that. And what I now know is that all of that combined made me very messed up about my sexual identity. <laughs> so, Understandably like, so. Because then I ran as far away from women as I possibly, like, first of all, I'm right. like, I'm straight. That's not even a question. I never would have told anybody. But then even when 10 years later, 
I actually was at a, a rally for domestic violence and I saw mm. a woman speak at the rally about how her partner, her, her female partner hit her. I remembered what Lisa had done to me. And even then when I started ex like, okay, wait a minute, this is a truth of mine, what happened? It's only, I would say in the last 10 years, that I've really owned my sexuality and understanding, right. oh, I can be attracted to men or women. Emotionally, I'm super attracted to women. Physically, I'm super attracted to men. If something doesn't work out with Josh, which I don't imagine that would be the case, but if whatever, right. like <laughs> I would be totally open. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's been a 30 year journey. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's beautiful that you were willing to begin exploring that 30 years ago, because there are so few people. And I think part of the reason why the image of what it means to be gay are two men, you know, up until I think pretty recently is because it was so even more stigmatized for women to be gay, mm. especially mm -hmm. when you were in high school, you know, like, I think, I mean, there's still so much stigma now, but like, it's really, I think even the generation after me, Gen Z is like the first generation that is really, you know, kind of just throwing all of that out the window and just being like, you know, truly love is love. Truly. And, and let's not even have a label. So one of my closest friends, her daughter is 13 and had a conversation with her parents. I don't know what I am. Like she's got a couple of friends who identify as queer. She has a friend who's trans and mm -hmm. she just told her parents, I don't know. And I don't really want to put a label on it. Like, yeah. hallelujah, sister. <laughs> can we just not put a label on it so i in understanding my own sexuality and then really like diving into this i've really come to believe that we're all on a spectrum yeah very few people are all the way at one end or the other end the majority yeah. of us i believe are somewhere on that spectrum totally agree totally agree and it's interesting because okay I'm going to get up on the soapbox now. Are you ready? <gasps> I've been waiting for it. Turn me on with, you know, I love a woman who speaks her mind. Go for it. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Rachel showed up in the cutest shirt today. She shows up for our interview in a shirt that says empowered women, empower women. Fuck yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, LGBTQ lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning. And then there are, over the years, have been a handful of additional letters tacked on the end. But I would say that those are probably like the core set, right? I think something is going to change in the way that we represent queerness in the future because when LGBT was put together, the conversation between sexuality and gender had not really begun. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in theory, I completely support in 100%, like my whole being support all of the people who are trans questioning in transition, who are trans. And also I imagine that as time goes on, it becomes more and more confusing to have the gender conversation co combined with the sexuality conversation. And that is the reason that I identify as queer because sure, there are physical attributes to the person that I ultimately want to like 
have a romantic connection with. However, you know, there could be someone who identifies as a man who has a pussy. And Mm. what does that mean about my sexuality if I say that I'm a lesbian? If they identify Mm. as a man, it feels like giving away my power in my identity by saying I identify as someone who is attracted to people who identify as something else. You know what Mm. I mean? I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. And if someone is sitting there, because everyone is kind of in a different place of learning and education and and I don't know even like a tenth of what you do and all that. So you're you're really helping all of us right now, me included. If if you're out there and you're going, okay, how can a man have a pussy? It's someone who was born, right? Their born right. gender was female. And they right. they though know in their heart, soul, everywhere that right. they're a man. And so they may or may not as as a trans male may or may not go ahead and get surgery to change from pussy to penis. Right. Right. And that is possible. People don't realize that that is possible. possible. Yeah. I actually, gosh, I'd have to look this up, but I saw an article about a couple where the man was having the baby and the woman was the support. And that's because Mm -hmm. the woman had a penis and the man had a pussy but they each yeah so so they had their gender their birth gender am i saying that the right way right like please correct yeah. me like i want to know the right way to say these things um you know in in the most open way born female learn. born man born male born um, female is... born male okay got it so so it's totally possible yeah right okay so so i get it the other thing you just said lgbtq i always thought the q was for queer so it's for questioning I think that there's like some flexibility. It could be for questioning. It could be for queer. Um, But I've always really appreciated thinking of it definitely as both, but as questioning, because there are so many people who for so much of their life, you know, even if you date men as a woman for your entire life, but you're like, man, like there is something there. You still get to be a part of the community, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I think one of the most beautiful parts about being in this community is how wide it's willing to spread its arms for the most part. Mm. You know, certainly there are some icky people (laughs) Um, as, as, as is in all communities, but you know, like there's something really beautiful about how willing queer people are to accept people of all of, at all of the different phases of their identity certainty. Mm, you know mm. yeah and it's so beautiful so beautiful which I, I really hope that what we're seeing and and will continue to see then is a shift where there's an automatic belief that everybody is he- like hetero right mm-hmm. to an automatic belief that everyone has their own love and will love and then some people like you, you we need to come out as straight just in the same way we need to come right. out as anything else so, Rach, then how, how do we define queer? What does that actually mean? I mean, I think that that's really kind of up to each individual. In my mind, the definition of queer is anything but straight. Mm. You know, mm. because there are so many different 
there's so many different ways that someone can identify and that can change over time. You know, like the first time that I came out, I was like, okay, I'm bi. You know, like I have slept with men my entire life up until this point. Like I can't imagine I'll never sleep with men ever again, which like, like I just said, like in theory, I would sleep with a man as long as he had a pussy. Like that, that's an important, (laughs) an important part of it for me. say it um um, you know but it took me time to realize that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I think that there are a lot of people you know I I hear stories all the time of someone coming out as a lesbian and then realizing oh no I'm actually a a straight trans man Mm. you know that is the kind of there's there's so many different permutations of what it means to be queer. Right. It's, and it's individual, right? Yeah. So it's like, it, I love your definition. It's just anything other than, than being straight. And I really believe most of us are on a spectrum. You know, someone was thinking about coming to the Miami retreat mm. and saw pictures from my past Miami retreats of me just, there's tons of pictures of me holding a woman's cheeks looking at her in the eyes where we are, you know, three centimeters apart, we're hugging, like we're never going to let go. And she said, wow, you know, it's intimate. Like asking me, is this like a sexual? And I said, no, No. this is just, you know, women have the capacity to just love to Mm -hmm. just, and men have the capacity to love too. You know, but I go, yeah, there's an emotional connection. Right. And, and I go back thousands of years. We'll go hundreds, Mm -hmm. thousands, whichever you want to go. And women were each other's companions. Yeah. Women were each other's everything while men went off to war. Right. And that's not so long ago. Now women obviously go off to war too and and are are trans brothers and sisters. But there was a time it was really men went off to war. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's in kind of more modern day war of the last hundred years. But if we go several hundred years ago, thousand years ago, men were off, they were hunting. Mm -hmm. They were to war over some sort of fiefdom kingdom situation (laughs) and whatever that is. Right. And women were in the community together, raising each other's children, cooking together, and I'm sure connecting in many ways, intimate ways, whether it was sexual or not. And for some, it probably was. And for some, it probably wasn't. Absolutely. But women, when we had our periods, women were were petting our hair. I would love to go into a red tent today where, you know, (laughs) my period, you and the other goddesses, you're just like, you're rubbing my feet, right? You're like holding me like, that's 10 times better than, oh, I just got to get to work and I got to get the diapers and I got to like, no. So there's this like intimacy and connection. And I really just believe we're all on the spectrum. Yeah. You know, your story is so interesting, Rach. I had the opposite where Lisa and I reconnected at like oh, really? the 10 years later when I realized, oh my God, you used to beat me. And we we went through a process of, of discussing it and, and forgiveness. And then we actually hooked up. And we were like in our, mm-hmm, we were in our late twenties and we were at the point where then we would have intercourse in my yeah. heteronormative sexual, previous sexual relations. Right. 
And I had a moment of, oh, I like having sex with a man. Mm. I mean, I like having sex with a woman too, but it was it was just an interesting moment. It answered a question for me of, am I a straight on lesbian? It's like, oh no, okay. I get, I get where I fall now. Yeah. That's and such an I, important I fall either way, right? Yeah. That's such an important moment to have. And I think there's also such stigma, especially in the bisexual community, which like you can tell me if I'm, I'm I don't mean to speak for you, but I feel like when people outside the community look at the bisexual community, they say, oh, the stereotype is like you like men and you like women equally. But frequently mm. there is a preference. You know, mm. there's a spectrum even within, like, the little the little communities of the bigger queer community, you know? Yeah, and, and I actually, you know, I, I can't speak for anyone else. And, you know, like I said, we'll see, you know, even being married to Josh, we've been to, we went to a sex party and I kissed a woman and it was like, oh, this is yummy and delicious. So, you know, who knows in, in right. the future? And there's just an it's like okay I like both kind of a situation and I just love this idea that we don't have to have a label it's like are you a Schitt's Creek have we talked about Schitt's Creek we have not talked about Schitt's Creek but I love Schitt's Creek okay so you know the scene about the red wine and the white wine yes it's like the most revolutionary thing I'm gonna put a link I'm gonna put a link in the show notes to this specific scene it's the most beautiful thing go watch it if you have no idea what we're talking about yeah explain it Rach So David Rose, who is presenting rather flamboyantly throughout the entire show, Mm -hmm. um, and this lovely woman, Stevie, who they become like very close friends. I'm like also trying not to give any spoilers. Um, So spoiler alert, I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead like 30 seconds if you don't want a Schitt's Creek spoiler. Mm -hmm. There's one passionate night in which the two of them hook up. And the next day they're in a liquor store and there's tension between them. And so Stevie finally is like, can we talk about last night? And David is like, sure. And she's like, up until last night, I had thought you only preferred red wine. And then he's like, oh, I, I dabble in reds and whites. And the, like, the innuendo there is that she was saying, like, I thought that you were gay. I thought you only liked red wine. And he's like, no, right, I she like... says, I like red wine. I right, right, right. You right. also only liked red like wine. Like red wine. And then he has this hilarious, he's like, and sometimes I have a nice rosé. You know, he's like, right. Right. sometimes I like a Cabernet that used to be a Chardonnay. Right, exactly. And he ends it beautifully by saying, I like the wine, not the label. Does that make mm. sense? And she says, yes, it makes perfect sense. Which mm. it's like, it's such a great scene. And David's character is so wonderful because his queerness is not his main focus, which is so mm. unusual in television. Um, right. As like right. a side right. note. No, it's true. They do a beautiful job in that show of, of speaking to the, his, his relationship and relationships as mm-hmm. an LGBTQ man as a as a pan he's pan right yeah which if you're not familiar with that term i wasn't until maybe a couple years ago it means you can love anybody right so they do a beautiful job with him and who he is in his relationships where it's totally accepted 
and loved and the norm is to yeah. of course accept him without that being the storyline it's so right good. it's, so, it's good. so good so good so what's so interesting rach is that you and i found each other of course we right did. and i don't think when i mean of course we did but i don't think when you found me you knew oh she's bisexual she's like been in these relationships or she's gonna get me a little bit more like whatever those those things are and we've had a wild year yeah like people out there you know i'm guessing that they're curious like what's it like to work in purpose girl land oh my goodness it's so fun it is the most fun job um getting to work with karen is a constant state of like spontaneity and creativity like I never know what I'm gonna wake up to the next morning. And I'm sitting here so like, what's she fun? gonna say? Because we know. Listen, <laughs> I am who I am. What you get on this show is who I am. So there, I might be so high, and I might be crying, and I might be raging. So, <laughs> and I'm here for all of it. You are. But Karen is like the most creative, empathic, driven, caring, charismatic, like mm. inspirational person that I have ever met. And being able to support this work is like such a joy. More than that, like there aren't words, there aren't words for it. Like there's a moment. I So for those of you who have not had the opportunity to take one of her programs, most of them I sit in and participate to some capacity and I DJ and whatever. <laughs> um, but there's always a moment where I can tell when a woman is in a program when she's like, finally gotten like when Karen has like poked her soul like there's a mm. moment that like she like pre-Karen and post-Karen mm. and they're they are like genuinely different people afterwards there's like this magic that I get to see happen and mm. it's like the same kind of magic that I loved working when I worked in theater like that was the reason that I liked to be a stage manager is like I loved watching the audience receive that magic, receive the art, mm. receive the joy and the love. And I get that here too. Mm. You know, mm. like there is wow. this gift that you have to transform people. Not even that. I take that back. You have this gift to give people the tools to transform themselves. Mm. And because frankly, at the end of the day, like you have the best job. Like you get to sit there and like dance and rage and like cheer people on and like challenge them and they do all the work you know so, okay well first of all i receive thank you i'm like really taking in your observation right because you're talking about what you observe mm -hmm. um and i'm really honored thank you thank you I'm so um, I'm so taken by that that I forget what I was going to say next. <laughs> well, I'll jump in and say something else too because I have this really unique experience of not only being able to work with Karen, but I also had the honor of being in like a student of hers because I was in mm. her positive psychology course these last nine months, and she did such a wonderful. She gave me such an incredible gift in so many ways with this course, but. The biggest one was that she really allowed me to be a participant of it. Like she really kept work and and 
school <laughs> separate. Not that I thought you wouldn't. And, you know, everyone in the course knows that we work together. But you gave me the opportunity to really be able to be on the receiving end of all mm. of that magic. And I, I feel it like you have, like I got, I, I even saw in my own self that moment of mm. pre and post Karen, even mm. in the cap program, you know, like I, Thank I'm presenting you. my cap project on Tuesday and like, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so proud, like a proud mama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, and, and you have this interesting vantage point because your mom is one of my clients. Mm-hmm. Right. You're really seeing from all angles, Purpose Girl. Yeah. It Which works. So it really works. Oh, you know, I, it's a huge, I know I'm not your only client and it's a huge honor that you like would send your mom to me. Of course. You know, like that, I really, really, really take that seriously. And what we've done over the last year is nothing short of miraculous. And I'm so clear, like, this would not have happened without you. Like, just as a recap for all of you, in the last year, I had a baby and took three months off. Rachel came in during that time. We held not one, but two Goddess on Purpose classes. And I think had 20 women taking the DIY version. So all that too, right? So we launched that. We launched the world's largest Women's Day event. We did in eight weeks. In eight weeks. (laughs) That's when she's, that's when she's like, Karen is the most spontaneous, creative. I'm like, oh God, and crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. And I so appreciate my But that's what makes you good at your job. (laughs) Thank you. That's why I need people like you. So we launched this huge event. I'm like, we're going to do this thing. And it's in eight weeks, right? Because the date of International Women's Day is the day with 25 speakers, 2,500 women registered, 12 hours of programming. We then held our largest Goddess on Purpose class. We have held our Goddess on Fire mastermind and now have one cohort for that filled and the next one almost filled. You came up with a whole new idea for a program called Goddess of Goddesses, which is one woman who is going to work with me for an entire year and do all the things, right? Like come on the Miami retreat, come on the Paris retreat, work with me every single week, get to be in the mastermind, get to be a speaker at the Women's Day event so that we like take her purpose so big and we have our Goddess of Goddesses, right? So she has signed up. And we have an almost full Miami. Like, seriously, people, there's only a few spots left. Like, if you're sitting there and you've been thinking about this Miami retreat, we'll talk about it in a minute. Like, I don't know what you're waiting for. Like, if you're waiting for an invitation, this is your invitation because it's going to be so freaking good. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to give you so many hugs. So many hugs. So, I mean, we've had a really big year. We've, I think, we've doubled Purpose Girl income already. Well bragged. Thank you. And you are a huge piece of it, Rach. Thank you for saying that. It's an honor. Huge piece of it. I seriously, like, you all don't even know. I am who I am. Who you hear on this is who I am. (laughs) And so, you know, I'm honest about my anxiety. So I will get massive anxiety. And Rachel's job has, in addition to, like, doing all the social media and planning the big event, is like talking me off a ledge when the anxiety <laughs> is getting the best of me. <laughs> right? I mean, you're like coach support, 
friend, all of it. I mean, it goes two ways though, you know, like you had a baby last year and I went through a really serious breakup and moved to a new city and moved apartments and it, you know, I moved to Oregon right before um, all of the fires and the protests started. And, oh, right. Five minutes before. You moved yeah. There. You know, right. so like I I went through a breakup with the person I moved here with who <laughs> we lived together right. and we were the only right. two people that we knew in Portland. I went through a breakup the week before the Women's Day event and I didn't even tell you that it happened because I didn't want to take you right. away from it, but I knew you knew. So we just talked about it later. <laughs> right. I feel like we we're kind of talking around it, right? Yeah. Like, you okay, Rach? You know? Yeah, I'm doing just I think fine. This the, <laughs> right. This is the thing though about the difference in kind of old, the old paradigm of business and the feminine, the divine feminine paradigm of business. We're not here to just put our bootstraps on and pretend that we're not humans. Like, we don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that in Purpose Girl. We're humans. We have real emotions. We have real highs. We start every staff meeting with wins and meditation, and we often end in dance parties. Like, True. we want to, this is being fucking real. And for how many years have women, like, hid who they really were and but showed up at work? And it, And that doesn't work. Right. Yeah. I'd rather like, let's be who we really are. Let's put it all on the table. Let's help each other through it. And then let's fucking exponentially expand and accelerate and change this world because yeah. we're being real. Right. And having a fucking fabulous time doing it. Totally. And that doesn't so mean that it isn't hard and we don't work hard, right. you know? Oh my we God. We work really fucking hard. Karen is one of the hardest working people I know. She shows up mm. so well for the hundreds of people who she spends live energy with, let alone the thousands and thousands of people who she indirectly touches or who watch recordings or listen to this podcast. And she somehow does all of that by by 3 p.m. so that she can go be like the best mom, like, and somehow has like more energy than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I 30 years older than you? No, I'm 20 years older than no. you. I'm going to be 26 in October. Oh, that's so cute. I'm going to be 47. Really? My, wait. Oh, no, my mom got married at 21. She didn't have a baby at 21. But, like, plenty of people listening to this had a baby at 21. So I really pity yeah. your mom. That's so funny. That's okay. Um, So I'd love to hear from you. Like, where do you see Purpose Girl going? Oh, my goodness. I mean, in terms of, like, the tangible because I think I think the real magic of Purpose Girl is in the intangible. But yeah. if we're talking about the tangible, I cannot possibly fathom that 2022 won't be a million dollar revenue year. By the trajectory that we're on, there is such a huge acceleration in all of the ways. I cannot imagine that that will not happen with like a lot of ease. I'm very, very certain of it. Um, and I'm really, really excited to share all of these ideas that I have of how we can get there because I have so many and just don't have the capacity right now <laughs> to be able to execute on them. So if you do social media, please email me. <laughs> right. I mean, let's actually talk about this for a minute. So yeah. Purpose Girl is hiring. Woohoo! Woohoo! We have one 
job already posted, one soon to be posted. The job that's already posted yeah. is the social media manager. Yeah. And in a nutshell, Rach, what do you what are you looking for for that? I'm looking for someone who is able to repurpose content from our Power Up with Purpose Girls, which is that Wednesday teaching that Karen does every week, um, who can snag some really juicy stuff from the podcast episodes, who can take clips from a variety of different places, turn them into brilliant copy um, for social media stuff. We want to have someone who can really help us grow and reach in our reach so that we can touch more people's lives and um, really make bigger impact in that way. It really is all about making huge impact. So reaching more people, changing more lives, inspiring more people, giving them the tools to live the lives that they find fulfilling and exciting and juicy and fun um, and all of the good things. <laughs> my fa- she, You just used all my favorite words. I know. In one I thing. know. Yeah, right. <laughs> fulfilling, juicy, fun. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we are actively hiring a social media manager, and yeah. uh, we think it'll be around seven to twelve hours a week. So you might yeah. just like say estimate ten, but yeah, you know, if that's you and you love social media all the ways, and you listen to this podcast, and you like hear you're the one who's taking tons of notes, and you hear little clips, and you're like, that should be a quote she puts on social media. Oh, this would be, and you yeah. love doing that, and you also you know, bonus if you know how to grow accounts or at least you're interested in figuring out how to grow yeah. accounts. Like, you know, Rach started with like where, when I asked where are we going with Purpose Girl and Rach, you know, you started with with the dollar amount. And I think my next episode should be about money because I don't think I've shared that whole yeah. thing yet on the podcast, but I've really been feeling into, you know, it was never about the money for me. Yeah. It's always been about the impact, always been about, I want to, you know, I want to inspire millions of women. I want millions of women to like fucking be rocking it out. Totally. And I've been realizing lately that A, I deserve to earn well for that, right? For my own family and like, and that I've been like skeevy about money and fuck that. There, men are not skeevy about money, not all men, but there are a lot of men who are not skeevy about money and they help each other make more. Yeah. And that what I really want are women running this world. I want women running the companies, running the governments, right? Because I believe that when yeah. women are, it's going to be a hell of a lot more compassionate, loving, open world. And I want us all talking about money. Yeah. So I'm seeing, I'm going to do a whole episode on the money thing, but I'm seeing that like, so Purpose Girl making a million dollars, right? We get to hire more people then, right? So yeah. now we're employing more people. Totally. Purpose Girl making that money, I get to give more. Yeah. Right? And and for every dollar that Purpose Girl makes, I see that as one woman whose life, that she is stepping into her purpose. And then, therefore, the ripple effect on her kids, her family, her work in the world, her going and being a Purpose Girl, and how many people she's going to impact. And so... I really want to like to own that and and shift totally. it. So I'm like there in a different different way. So it's it's impact and contribution for that impact. Completely. All the above. So Completely. okay, so we've got that job. I know coming up there will be an admin position we're going to be hiring for. Yes, sneak peek into the future, everybody, for listening to the podcast. <laughs> we're going to be looking Sneaky for someone peaky. to help us with administrative tasks. Um, so. Traditional scheduling stuff for sure, but then there's also some special purpose girl things that, um, you know, 
will require good attention to detail and some thoughtfulness in terms of communication with clients and all of that juicy goodness. Um, Okay, so hiring is something we're like really excited about because we just want to grow our impact, right? We just want to grow all the things. Um, We have like things, I can't wait to hear your ideas, by the way, because Rachel's ideas are like fucking bang out amazing ideas. So if I don't even know all your ideas, it's true, right? Like I know my ideas, I'm ready to start having big in-person events. Like I'm ready to have an auditorium where we have 100, 200, 300 women in the auditorium for a weekend on our chairs, everybody like screaming yes to their purpose, screaming yes to like being an imperfect mess that like does the damn thing anyway, Mm -hmm. is giving as many hugs as as we can, is like claiming her part in running the world. So I know that's a big piece of where I want to go. Yeah. And I'm just excited to hear what you have. And we have immediate things. Yeah. Right. There's so much good stuff coming up. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Miami. Yeah. Go into Miami. Oh my gosh. So Kara and I will both be in Miami. So if you come to Miami, we'll be able to have like a three-way hug and it'll be so exciting. Oh my God. I love a (laughs) three-way. I love a good three-way. So back to our original topic. I love a good yeah. three-way. So tell me, what are you most excited about for Miami? I'm excited to give you a squeeze. Yay! It's going to be really good. Yeah, um, it's be good. I'm excited. I feel like I've been like writing so much. I write so much of the copy for all of everything. <laughs> all the things. And so I'm like, getting myself juiced up talking about all of the really exciting things that I've never done before as if I totally have done them like a hundred (laughs) times. Right. Because I mean, I've done, I've done goddess retreat in the Versace mansion many times, but you have not because last year would have been your first year, but it was COVID and I was pregnant. So, right. So I'm really excited to like be in like your energy not Mm. to like steal the language that we're using but like I'm excited to be in your energy and like be able to support you you know like I that's one of the things that I so love about my job is like the day that I realized that my strength and my gift was being an exceptional number two to like Mm. an exceptional like front-facing number one like being someone's right hand like my whole world changed. So like, I love being able to show up and support you and like be in all of the goodness without being the face of it all. Mm. Um, like I love mm. that so much. And so like, I really thrive. So, so like my energy just explodes when I get to be able to do that kind of stuff. So like, I'm so excited to, to just like be in that space mm. with you. This is so good. I'm so excited too. And we're having a slumber party. Like, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm actually leaving Josh and, and Shay <laughs> for a couple nights. Um, we're having a slumber party and that's going to be so fun. So you all want to come and party in our room a little bit. Other than yeah. mom needs to go to bed. But like, you don't even know. Like I I had like a whole new, I downloaded, like literally download from the divine, a whole new exercise having to do with the ocean and our dreams. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh mm. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like, because I was seeing the ocean, like carry out our dreams, like the beachfront of Miami, that part of the ocean, if we scream our dreams into the ocean and then they get carried out to the fucking world through that ocean. Like, so I've got like, Mm, 
I know. I know. So I have like, I've been downloading like, oh, wait, okay. Tell me goddess. What are we doing then? Oh, goddess. What are we doing then? And like, so the goddess then speaks to me and is giving yeah. me all these ideas. Oh my gosh. Um, it. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so, so, so good. So I'm so excited for it. And we have an extremely like full group of women coming. Yeah. And there's so few spots left. They're, right, there's so few spots left, and we're just keeping it open for a couple women. Just I think for another ten days, like just through yep. the end of the month. So as of right now, you, when we're recording, not even when you're listening to this, it'll be less. Right, 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 right. When you're listening, it's just going to be a week. So whatever, like seriously, what would be holding you back at this point? What would be holding someone back from like just joining us on that? I definitely think perhaps there's some COVID fear. Or like for many people, this might be the first time that they're doing something social without their COVID bubble or family. Mm, totally. um, oh, my heart. Which I totally understand is scary. Yeah, um, totally. And yeah. also we are doing everything that we possibly can to make you feel safe and yes. well taken care of and to ensure that everyone stays healthy. Um, yes. Yes. I think another objection that super seriously. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we're taking it very seriously. I've had people re really disappointed that they want to come, but because I've made it vaccinated only and saying, I'll wear a mask. I'll show you that I don't ha I'll take a COVID test. And I love all of you out there. It's not a judgment thing. It's just me needing to make a, a call. Like, yeah. Needing to make we don't a want call you to have to wear a mask in August of, in no, Miami. And like constantly. you can't wear a mask when you eat. Like you yeah. can't wear a mask when you eat. Like that's not even possible. So I just had to make a call for this very wacky, wonky year yeah. to keep as many people safe as I can. And and the vaccine seemed to be the way to do that. Totally. Right. You were gonna say another another fear may maybe spending the money. The money or just like I think, you know, you had a really wonderful episode. I think two episodes of the podcast ago about just like not feeling worthy of, of being able mm. to leave all of the things, you know, for a lot of people, especially like mamas, August is like kind of when school's starting up again and like, Oh, like, can I leave my family? Like, right. As things are revving back up for, you know, the new year. Um, and the mm -hmm. answer is yes, you can. And you should. Right. The, the answer is actually that you need to. Right. You know, one of the women who just signed up this week, incredible woman, I love her. Her son is going to college the day after. <laughs> and she's yeah. actually a single mom. And yeah. her ex-husband has, you know, is a good father, but has never done any of, for, for the entirety of her son's life, has never done any of the, you know, school shopping or like any of that. Right. She's been in charge of all the, all the, all the details. And she said to them, I'm so proud of her. She said, all right, you two are in charge. Yeah. Whatever you don't have at college, like, I guess you'll just go to the Amazon. You know, you'll like go yeah. on Amazon or you'll like go to CVS and you'll buy more toilet paper and it'll be totally. fine. But she realized like, I need to go for me. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm better, I'm a better mom. I'm gonna be in a better place when I drop you off at college. Yeah. That I have filled up on joy. I have filled up on purpose. I have like taken care of myself and elevated myself. Not to mention she's been, we've been doing private work together too. And she's discovered her purpose and she's now starting her own 
coaching, her own health coaching um, certification and, and business. And it's so incredible. Her son, her 19-year-old son, she's been bringing him in to like see what she's doing and help her with some of the technology oh, awesome. aspects and he's like mom this is so admirable so like mm. if you're there and you're thinking i can't get away from my kids i actually need you to hear that you need to go away from the kids because when you do for you they're watching yeah they're watching and they're learning and what they're learning is about following your own dreams about taking care of yourself about really like elevating so you, you actually need to, it's the opposite. And, and if it's a totally. money and a worth issue, a couple of things. One, I've offered extended payment plans to people. So like, let's just take money off the table, okay? Like, I'm not gonna let any woman not be able to come. So we're just gonna extend your payment plan. Let's just take that yeah. issue off the table. Also, I believe in you to make the money. Like totally. what I know happens at this retreat, even if you don't feel like you have the money now, what. I actually know, because I've done this retreat now four or five times, is that women leave so confident that they go make more money. Like totally. literally I've had many women leave and go get promotions at work because they're like, fuck this, I'm worth more. Here's my proposal. Because they came on this weekend retreat with me at the Versace mansion. I've had women so then excited. start their own side hustles. Yeah. Like make money like so i just want you all to know i believe in you and the question is why don't you believe in you i also if, for the record believe in you <laughs> yes of course rachel does we believe in you so why don't you believe in you and like that's the very reason you need to come we totally. want to we want to show you the how to believe in yourself and that and then all, 10 for paris i was just gonna say and then that coming up is paris and i i i know rachel's gonna make a plug for her coming Rachel's of like, course okay. I am. I'm coming to Paris. It's happening. Sorry, I told Rach, you don't I told Rach to we there. need a certain number of women. No, I want you there. I just, you know, I need a certain number of women coming for you to Well, go. listen, there are two women who are already signed up as of recording right now. And we, we haven't, haven't even actually <laughs> announced it yet. So I think I'm going to come. I'll buy my tickets tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, it will already have been open. We probably don't have any spots left, but if we do, the link is in the show notes and please sign up. Yeah. You so really fun. want to sign up. Do it for me, not so even you. We, right, we, have, we have 10 spots. Here's the deal. 10 women can come. Two spots are already taken. So we have eight more spots and we have a wait list of 32 women. Yeah. So the two have already bought are not on, even on that wait list. Right. Um, they, one is the <laughs> goddess of goddesses, the big mm -hmm. new program that we... And the other is a woman who signed up for it last year by accident. It was up on my website and she signed up for it when there was no Paris retreat because I was nine months pregnant and right. COVID. And COVID. <laughs> so she got, she got first dibs at coming this year. So the eight spots will fill. So when you're listening to this, go to the link in the show notes. It's actually mygoddessgetaways.com. Miami yeah. and Paris are both at the same. That's now going to be the home for all Purpose Retreat. Girl Goddess retreats. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, what are you excited about with Paris? Oh my gosh. Well, my family is from Paris, so oh, I'm really excited right. to like go back to the homeland. <laughs> to some Have you capacity. been? I was there a very, very long time ago. And I went on like one of these, I was not the kind of girl that liked sleepaway camp. And so when I was in high school, my parents were like, we need you to, we can't, we can't have you around <laughs> this long. <laughs> you need to go do something. 
And I was like, fine, I don't want to do summer camp, but I'll do like language and service immersion programs. I found this Mm. like really cool anyway. And one of them was, um, we hiked around, um, Mont Blanc in the Alps. It took, took 30 days. It was really fun. That's a story for another day. Um, (gasps) and, um, we stopped in Paris on said hiking experience but it was like we stayed in a hostel and like it Mm. wasn't the luxurious like romantic also I was like what 14 right I couldn't drink like I couldn't like go out at night I couldn't like flirt with the other beautiful French women like you know Mm -hmm. well (laughs) at 14 you didn't even know that you liked women so it was like a day right right right. so okay I got it I got it and (laughs) right so you stayed in a hostel not the beautiful goddess You guys had, we have, we have rented (laughs) a gorgeous goddess apartment for this retreat. Yeah. It's so good. Which is really why Rachel wants to go there. She wants to find, you want to find beautiful French women and stay in the goddess. Yeah, that's it. I don't blame you. No, I'm just kidding. I know know it's so much more. I know you, you love supporting Purpose Girl and you love supporting Purpose Girls. I do. I mean, I really do. It's obvious. Everybody knows it. Everyone feels so held by you. Thank you for saying that. Oh my gosh. They tell me all the time. All the time. Rachel's a keeper. I love Rachel. Rachel's so good. Rachel. Rachel, I love all of you so much. (laughs) It's true. Someone like me can't do what I do without you. Like it just, you know, and all of you out there, if you're like, you're starting down your purpose path and you're doing it on your own and you're like, but I can't yet afford a Rachel. Right. Actually, Rachel, what would you say to somebody? who is in that place. I would They're say They're more like me than you. Yeah. I would say find someone who isn't a Rachel to help support you until you can find a Rachel. Because having someone to take things off your plate, even little things, opens up your ability to be more creative, to be more abundant, to think of new content ideas, to create the things that will grow your business to be able to then you know, not to like pat myself on the back, but like to be able to afford someone who's high skill and high investment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Karen pays me very well. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. And I also recognize that like someone who's just starting their business probably wouldn't be able or wouldn't want to pay someone, you know, the amount that Karen is paying me. And that's totally fine. But it's not like an on or off switch. Find someone who can help you do the tasks that like don't bring you joy, that don't get you juiced up or find a way to automate it. You know, there are systems like HoneyBook or or Airtable or ClickUp or Dubsado, ConvertKit. Like there are things out there that can help you automate systems, you know, require a little bit of investment and time up front. But, you know, there are ways to make it easier for yourself. You know, I'm trying to remember when I first brought on my first assistant. I probably had been in business. That was probably 20, maybe two years. Yeah. And I wish I had done it earlier. It makes And a I think it, if, if I had believed in myself fully, maybe I would have. And I, it's like, how do I, how do I hire someone when I am making no money? And it's the same I hear from people with coaching. Like, how can I pay you as a coach when I'm not yet making money? And it's like, I totally get it because yeah. I have felt that way about my coaches and when I first hired an assistant and the whole thing. And it's this other way of thinking of like, how can I not hire someone when that person is actually going to get me to, 
to make the totally. money. Totally. Right? Like it, it frees me up so much. Yeah. To not have to, God, when I have to do like, when it's the weekend and I just need to post my own stories, like last night, I swear to God, I spent an hour and a half trying to post those stupid stories. And I mean, they're great stories, but like, I, I stupid meaning I was fighting with Instagram. And right. Like, Where's Rachel? And I don't want to bother on a Friday night. I probably still sent you an email. Like, it's okay. I can't get this to work. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you didn't respond. I know you're on a plane and everything else, but like the amount of time and energy and like then me getting sucked into all that instead of spending that same hour and a half either taking care of myself, being in my own joy juice so that mm -hmm. I have more of everything to serve you guys and serve my family. That hour and a half could have been like dreaming up what we're going to do in Paris and what we're going to do in where's the next retreat going to be? And are we going to go to Hawaii or are we going to go to Puerto Rico? Like where's mm – -hmm. because I think I'm going to do a naked retreat next. Like where's <gasps> – right so where's that going to be you know i could have spent that hour and a half in a different way if i had someone doing it right totally. so it's like it's so important so even if you just start with like three hours a week totally and even if right? you find someone and you're like hey this person isn't right for me there are so many people out there there's so many people out there totally different ranges of skill of cost, investment, et cetera. Like if the person that you first hire isn't working for you, try someone else. Try someone else. So so the position is not now. Now Rachel is my COO, Chief Operating <laughs> Officer. Um, but before I was a virtual assistant. If any yeah. of you out there, you're starting out, that's the title you're looking for. You're looking for a virtual assistant. And Rachel actually has a company. That's true. Hi, Almond, <laughs> where she has virtual assistants working under her who could actually work with you. It's true. So if someone reaches like interested in, okay, I, I want, I want what Karen's having. So let me just go right to Rachel. <laughs> even if you can't afford Rachel herself as the CEO of her own business, she's got people. It's true. So where, what should they do? Where should they go? I will drop our website in the show notes of this podcast. <laughs> Um, and you can book a mutual pleasure discovery call with me and we can talk about the things that you want to create in your business. We can do a little dreaming together and we can figure out um, the best way that either me and my team can support you or I um, also really love to refer people who are not necessarily the perfect fit for us um, to other really wonderful, diverse, driven women entrepreneurs who are doing similar mm. work. Mm -hmm. Okay, amazing. So, Rach, it's a year from now. Mm -hmm. Things have gone even better, even mm -hmm. juicier, even more delicious, even more yummy, even more dynamic, even like more fulfilling, more abundant for mm -hmm. Purpose Girl and you and life and us than you could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. Give it to me in present tense. Like, tell me what's been happening. Like, oh, life is so good. Purpose Girl is so good that. Okay, life is good. Purpose Girl has been like so incredible and abundant that like I've gotten a huge raise. Thank you so much, Karen. <laughs> My pleasure. I love giving you raises. That's it turns so me nice on to give you, you a raise. Uh, um, my day-to-day -day work with Karen is just like getting to be able to juice each other up and like be excited and like send like delicious lavish gifts to all of her clients. Mm. And like every other week we're like 
talking about like all of the incredible retreats that we're planning and like Mm. we have already spent that like one whole month together in Paris like Mm. you know we stayed together for a whole month it was so wonderful Mm, Um, that was great thank you so much for those incredible spa treatments that you Mm. treated both of us to that was just like incredible (laughs) I love treating us to the spa I love that um, I hope that you enjoy like the beautiful flowers that I got you delivered and um, um, okay but that's not future she literally just sent me flowers yesterday so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you she's the best I was in a cranky mood I'm like okay the Paris website isn't done yet what are we gonna do blah blah and then ding dong and it's flower delivery from Rachel I'm like she knows me so fucking well it's as if she was in the house and knew I needed flowers right now okay this is so juicy so um what so what this is telling me so first of all all the things I'm so excited and I'm gonna book us a spa treatment for Miami right (gasps) now Okay. Okay. We're just going to live the dream right now. So fun. Oh my gosh. So fun. So fun. Okay. So good. All right. There's a million other things that I want to ask you, could ask you, because we obviously can talk for hours and hours. Neither one of us realized where we were with time. I think this is the (laughs) longest episode we've ever had and it's totally good and juicy. So I love you so much, Rach. Thank you for being who you are, for being my number one cheerleader, for being my therapist, for being my right hand. Thank you for all that you do from my clients, for every podcast listener, just for every single, every single being in our community. Thank you for just your heart, your soul, your spirit, your pussy, your fucking everything. Thank you for standing on your soapbox so brilliantly and passionately and unapologetically on behalf of our LGBTQ community, and just really on behalf of all humans, you're a fucking fabulous human, and we are lucky that you are on this planet. You're going to make me cry. Thank you. Love you so much, I love you. I love you. I love you more. No, I love you. See, don't you guys want to come on retreat with us? This is what it's going to be. We're just going to be telling you how much we love you all the time. All right. All the time. So Rachel, thank you, thank you, thank you. And everybody remember, check out High Almond if you're looking for a VA at any level. Rachel, she's got a team. She can help you out. And come on all the retreats with yeah. us. Join our Purpose Girls Facebook community. Come like, to Paris what so the I fuck can are... come to Paris. Yes, come to Paris. So Rachel, come to Paris. Like, what the fuck are you waiting for? We are fucking fabulous. Get on board with us. If you like us on the podcast, you're going to fucking love us in person. Trust True. us. Okay. With that, my loves, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast. If you loved it, and we hope you did, head over to Apple Podcasts right now. Leave your five-star review. That is how women all over the world are finding the Purpose Girl podcast and literally changing their lives. We get emails fucking almost every day of a woman who is changing her life. So thank you for doing that. Share the podcast with every woman you know. Get yourself onto the Purpose Girls Facebook group. That's how we change the world one woman at a time. Sign up for Miami, sign up for Paris, mygoddessgetaways.com. And please be proud of every single human. Take a stand for the rights of all humans to love who they love and to be who they are. And with that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye Bye for now. now.